handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Today, we are discussing players facing make-or-break seasons for the Indianapolis Colts going into the 2021 season. So we have five names here of guys that we believe are going to have make-or-break seasons. A couple different reasons why for all these guys. Right? Some guys may have not broken out yet. They need to break out. Some you know, former high-round picks. Some guys maybe that are on one-year prove-it type of deals. Um, so there's a wide variety of reasons why some of these guys are facing make-or-break seasons and either are going to flat-out get cut potentially, uh, get replaced, or not get re-signed. And so we'll start here on the defense. We always start with the offense. We'll start with the defense. Um, and we'll start with the former second-round pick, the most obvious choice of this list, defensive end Ben Banigan. I mean, Derek, it's been no question Ben Banigou has not lived up to his second-round potential at this point after a couple seasons, right? He was a healthy scratch a lot of last season after showing some flashes this rookie season. Now entering year three, Ben Banigou, especially with how the Colts have addressed pass rush this offseason, Ben Banigou could potentially be a guy, if he's not careful, on the outside looking in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this guy was drafted second round, like you said, to, you know, be the next forthcoming of the defensive ends. You know, he's very athletic, a guy that can make plays in the backfield. We've seen what he's been able to do, but ultimately it's kind of been the same situation we had with Tyquan Lewis last year. If anyone watched our videos from last year, we'd had the same conversation about Tyquan Lewis from before, you know, a healthy scratch go uh, in year two and then year three, like, what what's gonna happen here, bud? You gonna you gonna start stepping up, or are you just gonna start falling into the pitfalls of every other guy who gets cut because he just didn't try hard enough? I don't know, but like you said, it is gonna be at that point because again, with the defensive end room, it's now got two new names in it, and from what we believe, those two names are gonna have a job before you. Ultimately, a Dagbo won't get a chance to before Ben Banigou gets some playing time, but ultimately. We think Adangbo and Quiddy Pay are going to end up being the starters on the defensive end for a little while, and it's going to lead the question of Ben Banigou whether or not he's going to stay on this roster for depth or whether or not he's going to end up getting cut. So he has to show his value in training camp when that comes up here in late July. So, um, you know, like you said, it's make or break for him. Time for him to step up and be the guy that we drafted or else he's just going to get thrown off to the side. Uh, look at the defensive line, like especially the defensive ends. I mean, you are not guaranteed a roster spot. I don't care who you are at this point. Yep. You're not guaranteed a roster spot, right? You got so many guys that could potentially take your spot. Ben Banigou, man, if it goes like it did last season, I mean, he the Colts aren't going to be that patient with him, you know, as patient as maybe they were with Tyquan Lewis. 
they are frankly they're going to move on. They're going to move on. It's it's unfortunate, unfortunate thing, but it's a reality of the league. If you're not performing, you're not living up to your potential. I don't care how good of a person you are. Now, Ben Banigou's a great guy. Like we've had him on the podcast. Yeah. He's a great human being. But if you are not living up to your potential, if you are not producing, like you're going to have a new home and it's not going to be in Indianapolis. And that's what I love about what Chris Ballard has done at the defensive line. And it's just business, man. It's just, it simply is just business. Uh, another guy, another defensive end. Now, this guy not so much has been, I would say, not productive as he just hasn't been healthy, right, the last couple of years. That's Kamoko Ture. If you remember, Derek, all the way back at the beginning of 2019, Kamoko Ture was on a tear. I mean, he was one of the most productive pass rushers in the league for the first couple of weeks of the season. Obviously goes down to Kansas City, gets injured, out for the year, comes back last year's not 100%. And really is not as effective as we saw. But now, for the first time, he's back to 100%, right? Or near 100%. The healthiest he's been pre-injury. But, like I mentioned, same thing with Banigou. The Colts have added a lot of competition at defensive end, right? And I think this just for Kamoko Ture, it's less about making the roster. Because I think we can probably say decently confidently that he's going to make the roster. I think it's more about... Are you going to be in our long-term plans or are you going to be a guy we let walk this next season, right? Because his contract's going to expire here soon. So are you are you a guy that we're going to let walk? Uh, that is the big question. I mean, you look at all the, the picks from that 2018 draft. I mean, you had some incredible picks, right? One of the best drafts ever. You had Nelson, you had Leonard, you had Smith, you had Hines. You even had Tyquan Lewis, who has been a – he was played pretty well last year for you. It looks like he's on the rise and then you have Kamoko Ture, right, who's shown flashes. But I would say at this point, he's the most unknown of those second-round picks that you picked in 2018. And it's time for him to either step up or step over or step away and get run over, you know, by somebody yeah. else. I don't know yeah. what what's going to happen. I mean, honestly, he's worked with Robert Mathis. Robert Mathis has had great things to say about him. But we know, Derek, if you're not healthy, the best ability is availability. And if you are not healthy, then you're going to be on the bench. You're going to find a new home next season. So I think for those reasons, Kamoko Turi makes this list. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. It's just Ultimately, what can this guy do when he's healthy? We, we've seen it before uh, in the first couple games of 2019. Uh, we saw before he went down, this guy was really good. And we were like, man, is this guy going to be like an elite pass rusher this year? And then all of a sudden went down. And, you know, last season it, it was a lingering injury. It just never quite healed up the way he wanted. And then by the time we were getting like late into the season, tried rushing it back and he just wasn't in in season form at all. And you could obviously tell he was just not in, in the best of shape and football shape at that moment in time. And everybody else was in the midst of the middle of the season and everybody's ready to go. So ultimately, yeah, it's another thing of is Kamoko Ture going to be healthy this off season. And does he take full advantage of it? You said it. I mean, Robert Mathis has worked with this guy so much, especially the last off season and had so many great things to say about him, said this guy's going to take over the league once he gets back and healthy. I mean, I really hope that's true because, you know, again, just like what we said with Ben Banigou, you know, you got two, they drafted two defensive ends. I mean, your spot's not guaranteed either. I mean, you and I both agree that he'll end up making the roster most likely because 
out of the ones that we had before we drafted anyone, he was the one that showed the most potential because we've seen what it was. We saw mm-hmm. what he was potentially able to do when he was healthy. So, you know, the potential aspect is there for Kamoko Ture. And listen, if he returns back to the 2019 form and he ends up being a, a, a backup, that's a hell of a backup to be able mm-hmm. to have as a second backup to a guy like Quiddy Pay, you know, and to have somebody that on third down and in obvious pass situations to be able to bring in and do stuff like that, that is a really big luxury to have. I really like Kamoko Ture, but like you said, he's just got to stay healthy at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he can be a really nice third down specialist for you, right? One of those guys that comes off the edge. You know, this is kind of the ideal dream scenario, I think, where you have Quiddy Pay on one side, you have Buckner in the middle, Dio Dengbo comes back, you slide him into the other defensive tackle spot, and then you have Kaboko Ture getting back to form. I mean, that is the ideal situation, right? And if Kamoko Ture can get back to form, I mean, this pass rush, this defensive end position that has been a big weakness the last couple of years could very easily turn into a strength, especially with Quiddy Pay and if Kamoko Ture can get back to form. So I agree with you there, but he just, he has to get back to form, right? If he wants a contract with the Colts going beyond this season. All right, uh, another guy, former second round pick here as well. Uh, a year after Kamoko Ture, same draft class actually has been Banigou. That's Rocky Sin, cornerback from Temple. Now, Rocky Sin's had a very interesting first two years in the league. His rookie season 2019, he started off a little bit rough, had a really strong end of that year. So everybody was thinking, oh, this guy is going to really ascend to a number one corner position potentially as one of the better corners in the league. What happened? That didn't happen this last year. Didn't happen at all. Didn't come close to it. In fact, um, he lost snaps at certain points because he was struggling with penalties, with just different things like that, and uh, was probably, I would say, a very forgettable year for Rakius in this last season. Mm -hmm. But Ballard has raved about Rakius's work ethic and about his character, right? So we feel like he still has the potential to bounce back and have a really nice third year. But we've seen this with Ballard. Doesn't matter if you're a second round pick, right? It doesn't matter to Chris Ballard. If you are not producing the way the Colts feel like you need to do, if you are hurting this team more than you're helping this team, he will not hesitate to replace you because he is a competitive SOB. Like he (laughs) wants to win more than anyone I've ever seen, right? Mm -hmm. So he does not care at all. And with Rocky Sen, this is a big year for him. If he has another year like last year, Derek, Honestly, I could see the Colts, A, either cutting him, B, keeping him on the roster, but drafting someone else to be his replacement. I could see them doing that. Honestly, it wouldn't be out of the stretch of imagination um, because Ballard has continued to address weaknesses in the offseason and turn them into strengths. Now, I think it speaks volumes to how the Colts believe Rocky Singh can get back to form by not really bringing any outside corners, by not drafting a corner really – I think they still believe in him. I think they still feel like he can be that number two corner to par alongside of Xavier Rhodes. The question is, will he bounce back and have a nice year? Yeah. I mean, we've been talking this whole off season about the Colts, you know, potentially drafting a corner in the draft. Cause we say, you know, with Rocky sin, you know, there's, there's some questions there. And of course I don't deny the work ethic of a Rocky Sin. I mean, plenty of guys, even in the secondary room, have raved about 
this guy spending so much time in the film room, so much time on his own personal game, just that he's a, he's a workhorse and he loves doing it. And I don't question that at all, you know, but just because, and, and that's the unfortunate thing about some of the things in life is that you can train and try all you want, but just sometimes you just end up failing, you know, and that happens to young players. I mean, I think we often forget that, you know, almost every player we've talked about at this point, I mean, these guys are all under the age of 25 still. I mean, it's crazy to think that, you know, we're still talking about guys here who are still so young yep. and given a little bit more time, you know, another, and also it didn't necessarily help Rocky Sin that they weren't able to get on the field as often as they wanted to be able to interact with guys in the locker room and do stuff like that, you know, be able to be a part of another off season that mattered and it was taken away from somebody like Rocky and amongst all of these other players. So, you know, maybe this off season will be different. Maybe he does get a little bit more of a chance to actually get that time and be able to improve on what he was doing in 2019 before he obviously slipped off. And of course, any, any team that the Colts face this year, you know, they're going to still be targeting him. I hope he, he knows that they're going to want to attack him a lot. Just hopefully he doesn't let that get to him and he just continues to play better because, like you said, if he has another year like he did this last year, oh, man, he's he's not staying on the roster for very long after that one. Uh, and like I said, it just speaks to the competition that Ballard has added into this locker room. I can even see him, if he's struggling again, being benched by a guy like Marvell Tell or a guy like Isaiah Rogers coming in and filling that number two corner. TJ Carey is another name they brought back. There's so many options. So I think similar to Kamoko Ture and Bambanagu in this way, the Colts have some other guys that they are they will not be afraid to turn to if it goes really badly this year, um, like it was last year. All right, uh, two more guys. Now we're flipping over to the offense. Another second-round pick. Seems like we're talking about all the second-round picks from, from 2019 at this point, man. 2018 uh, and 2019, yeah. 2019 especially. There's three guys yeah. on here. The last one is Paris Campbell. Now, similar to Kamoko Ture, Paris Campbell's issue is not talent. It's just injuries, right? He's just been injured so much, um, hasn't been able to stay on the field, and uh, that's just been a big struggle for him. He's shown flashes, but – how many games has he played? Um, he's obviously missed more games than he's played up to this point. So uh, that's just the biggest thing with Paris Campbell to this point. And uh, frankly, if he can't stay healthy, the Colts have other guys they can turn to, and they might address wide receiver pretty early next year, especially if they don't bring back T.Y. Hilton. What are your thoughts on Paris Campbell? I know former Ohio State guy, you know him very well. Yeah, I know him very well. And my heart still loves Paris Campbell and – you know, every Colts fan is really rooting for this guy to stay healthy. I mean, last year was very unfortunate. You know, it was not really his fault last year. I mean, when you get knocked in the knee like that, I mean, I think 99.9% .9 of people who get hit like that are also going to suffer the same kind of damage as Paris Campbell. So last year, very unfortunate. You're right. First year, I mean, it was on him, you know, for he really didn't have as great of a body as he wanted for the season to start and it just lingered on him and he had so many lingering injuries but then he finally gets his body right and then just has a freak injury which I think ultimately is why I'm not as concerned about it this time around because 
you know, in 2020, he was healthy. He was ready to go. He just had a freak accident on the field. And I don't anticipate him having that same issue, at least not early on. I mean, ultimately, it's the question of, does he show that he can actually play in the majority of this season? You know, I I know he's going to miss some games. Every receiver does, usually. So I'm not going to count that against him. But, you know, as long as he can play over half the season with us and show that he can contribute in that time, which I believe he will, I think this guy has the potential with Carson Wentz to be the next D-Jax for Carson Wentz. I honestly believe that. So I hope Paris Campbell keeps doing it. But like you said, I mean, get a couple more injuries like that. And, uh, you know, you start to question the durability of somebody like that. I mean, like I said, I think his body is back to normal and where he actually wants it to be versus what it was in 2019 when he first came in. So I'm pumped. I'm happy for him. And I really hope that, you know, he just stays healthy because if he is, people are going to be sleeping on this kid way too much. Mm -hmm. The last guy we'll talk about, and uh, this guy is more, wasn't a draft pick of the Colts. So this is a little bit of a different kind of scenario here. It's Eric Fisher. Now you may be like, why do they have Eric Fisher on this list? The reason why we have Eric Fisher on this list is because he could potentially be the left tackle for the next three or four years. I mean, the Colts have said as much. Like, if he gets back to form, they want to re-sign him, right? They want him to be their left tackle for the foreseeable future. And it's all going to be on dependent on his recovery from that Achilles injury. If he can get back to form, no doubt he's going to be a Colt for a couple years, at least. But the question is, will he? And what will he be like when he gets back? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, that's the biggest question is, you know, does he stay healthy? Because I think we all can agree that talent-wise, he's got enough talent to be the left tackle for this offensive line for several years. But it's, again, the question of the health. You know, I mean, if he doesn't mm-hmm. if he doesn't end up staying healthy and he has some more of those lingering back issues or if he has, uh, you know, another issue with the Achilles or something and isn't able to stay on the field for the whole season – Colts may have to address left tackle in the draft this upcoming draft. So yep. um, again, another player that we know the talents there, it's just a matter of whether or not he's going to be able to stay healthy or not. Now it's, it's pretty even actually surprisingly um, with this list, right? You have Banigou who's just been performance. Rocky has been performance. I guess it's two, three with three of these guys just being uh, contingent on help being staying healthy. So mm-hmm. I think that tells you right there, Chris Ballard has most likely, and and more often than not, I guess is the word, he's hit on some of these guys. He's found the talent. The talent is not in question, right? They perform when they're on the field a good majority of the time. But the problem has been injuries with these guys. So I think that just speaks volumes about the type of talent that Ballard brings in and that uh, he's just one of the best GMs in the league. I think we can firmly say that. But uh, that's our list of five guys facing make-or-break seasons for the Indianapolis Colts. Let us know if there's anybody else we missed on this list. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks for tuning in. 